Welcome to the Naked Wheelie Podcast, brought to you by Plex Audio, with your hosts out of Sacramento, California, C.J. Barham, professional Harley stunt rider, pushing it to the limits and riding on the edge with the fearless Amanda Whitesell. What a hot-ass bitch. These two bring you the number one Bike Life Podcast. This podcast takes you behind the scenes, living recklessly and out of control, and not giving one single fuck. Enjoy the show. Big Birkin bag, whole five, six figures. Price on my ass, so he calls it Lucy Tigger. Fucking on his scamming ass, free chance, nigga. Same group of bitches, ain't no ass in the picture. Drop a couple of rats, watch his ass in the picture. Freaking all weekend, I'm She's the one that leads the way. Yeah? Yeah. All right. I'm just... Whatever uh, you guys want to do, I'll play ball. Okay, first of all... <laughs> I, I love it. I love that we already have the name for the podcast, How to Be a Boss with Warren Lotus. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, yeah we can go over all the Don tips, so whatever you want I want to know. I want to get into like what the fuck is a Don. Are we recording now? Yeah, but oh, wow. we, we're... Well, I can... I, I don't know if I'm going to put this in. You okay, know what I mean? okay. Or we haven't... God, that must be hard to go through all this stuff. I love it. And, but it's like you can't like it's not like a video where you could look at the the uh, the video right. clips. You have no idea. You just idea. have to look at the fucking. So if I scream, we you could mark it, and then it would be easy to yeah. figure out where then we're at. When I see like when I when for instance if CJ says something stupid, I'll yep. just like look at what time <laughs> it is to go back and edit it. But otherwise, it's pretty. It's not that bad, and I love editing. Perfect. I could just sit there and be a nerd all. All day long on my Perfect. computer just editing stuff. The best thing about her is that she gets the content out. Oh, yeah? You know. Yeah, bangs yeah. it out. Yeah, that, that born does. free stuff was up and edited quick. No, no, I mean. Did uh, you watch it? Yeah, yeah, I watched the videos. I didn't listen to the podcast yet, but I watched the videos. Yeah, cool. those are great. I Yeah. I feel like we Thank could have you. definitely been a little bit more detailed, but uh, with the videos, There's so much though. Yeah, yeah. I just leave. I leave it out. That and show was overwhelming. It because was. It's like you. I remember I went out to those like that sea of bikes, and you're just like, <laughs> I don't even want to look through this shit because there's just so many fucking nice bikes. Like I, I, I would. I'd be looking at one and not be looking at another like 500. Yeah. Oh my god! You go to a show like that and. You make it makes no matter what you're riding, it makes your bike feel like a pile of shit. You know what I mean? No matter what it is, like these fucking guys. I went to this show and you think that these guys, like everybody there, is making like 200 grand a year based on the fucking builds. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Where no are these way. motherfuckers making the money? What do you do for our You board? know what I mean? I just don't get it. Like they're all in debt. <laughs> all, I just all their wives. All their wives are pissed off. They're all getting in divorces. I don't fucking get it. Like, but I'm. It's great. You know what I mean. It gives me a lot of ideas. But uh, yeah, no matter what you bring to the table, there's always some motherfucker that has a it's, better bike. It's mo- it's motivating for sure. When you yeah. go there and you're you're checking out all these bikes, you can't Thank even you, focus on the bikes because. Uh, there's just there's so much going on, you know. You lose focus. You mm-hmm. looking at this bike, and then you got so many different style of bikes from baggers to dinos, yeah. to stars to choppers. Like you got the little hippies Fuck the there. Choppers, though. We don't <laughs> like the choppers. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the fucking 1950s, man. <laughs> get off the choppers. Yeah, get off the goddamn choppers. <laughs> this isn't the 1950s. You know, you're not Dennis Hopper. You know. Let's just see stuff with... I like technology, man. Yeah. Why don't people just like technology? Stuff that makes stuff easy. Like, you don't want to fucking... Why do you want to fucking burn your ass off going across the fucking country when you could have a nice air ride suspension... 
You know what I mean? Like, you know, it doesn't yes. have to be that way, yes. you know? But obviously, Respect the times. Obviously, people fucking like it. You got these girls falling head over heels of these motherfuckers wearing, you know, uh, dungarees, fucking overalls, and the little newsboy hats, you know what I mean? With the fake kickstart on the motorcycle, and these girls are fucking loving it. Drooling. They're fucking loving it. <laughs> No. I don't know. It's like a fucking bizarre world over there, if you ask me. So I love it. It, it was. It was so different. You you saw you saw little mixed crowds going. Oh, I, oh yeah. Always. That's what we love about it, though. That's like that's the that's what we want to bring to the table is like yeah. we, the newer mm-hmm. generation and and show that it's not just these guys and chaps on their choppers. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No chaps. <laughs> No chaps. I didn't see any. I didn't see any assless chaps, but I'm sure they were there. I'm sure they were there. I saw short shorts. I saw. um, What did I see? I'm trying to just recall everything. Lots of fucking wallet chains. You know, these guys must have scoliosis because these fucking things are so heavy. You know, their spines are fucking warped in one direction. A lot of mohawks. Oh yeah, mohawks. Mohawks. You know. The, the brightest hair colors I've ever seen. Yeah, and you know what I, I, I don't I thought, understand? Oh, what were you saying, boss? I, I thought I saw six nine there walking around a few <laughs> yeah, times. Yeah, he might have been. I saw a few rainbow headed yeah, walking yeah, around. Seriously, I mean, they might have let him out. Uh, let him out of jail just to, <laughs> just to attend the show. See, the thing is, I don't have a chance to talk motorcycles because I don't know anybody that rides them. So I have a lot is, of thoughts because I usually go to the shows alone. I usually ride alone. Do you? And I just take I just take notes. You know what I mean? I just take notes. So. Okay, then we have to talk about this for a while because oh, we need yeah. to hear it all oh yeah i got plenty of little fucking gri- you go, you gripes go. and observations i can't <laughs> believe you go to the shows by yourself that's so yeah. cool well i mean yeah it's cool you know i roll up like a fucking domestic terrorist most of the times <laughs> you know it's just sometimes i feel a little creepy but i just want to you know i want to see the <laughs> i want to see the bikes you know oh there's God. no other place to I see uh you know see bikes you know i'm i I roll up to most events alone unless uh evan here is with me my uh faithful friend number one employee and uh he he usually comes to the car and truck shows or the motorcycle shows but if uh if i have to take the bike there you know it's it's just me so what about sturgis you've seen you've gone to sturgis sturgis yeah i well i went i went with my girlfriend at the time and that was that was a lot of fun but uh Oh, this year's gonna be different. Oh, we'll be fucking yeah. We'll be. It's gonna be a fella's fucking extravaganza. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yes. Oh yes. If you thought if you thought the people were wild (laughs) and uh and born free, man, Sturgis is a whole different crowd. I mean, you got bikes. Oh yeah. uh, You know, built out of it looks like farm animals (laughs) (laughs) the thing is is like i feel like with sturgis is like looks uh, like he's riding a buffalo around yeah yeah, yeah, exactly sturgis is definitely more of those fucking diy you know they're on the fucking harley forums you know they're uh these are the guys that are on the harley forums that will fucking you know they give reviews about little small things that don't matter you know they're fucking pushing seventy years old. Yeah. And, uh, the thing about Born Free is that uh, you're seeing all these people walking around. You you you're just imagining like what what they're riding. You know, because yeah. uh, Sturgis, you at least see the rider of the bike. So yeah. Born Free, you're just like, oh man, can't even imagine what yeah. they're riding. These old motherfuckers, though, you got to give them credit because these motherfuckers have such brand loyalty. You go on the forums and these guys will fucking take a bullet for uh, Bucky brand handlebars. You know what I mean? Like, they, you know, if the product works, these guys will literally go out of their way to fucking 
give out their praise. So I got to give them that, you know, uh, Sturgis is definitely an older crowd. Who knows though? You know, every year could be different. I've only been once, but you know, from what I heard about the, uh, the born free show, it was a different show than it was, you know, last year. And it was wow, a lot more boss in my opinion. You know what I mean? So cool to hear uh, that literally the Harley community mm-hmm. is like starting to evolve in oh, like yeah. a super amazing mm-hmm. way. Like, thank you God. can see by the fucking bikes that they're putting that Harley, you know, that Pan American, mm-hmm. you know, it looks like a adventure bike, which is cool, you know, and, uh, they're definitely, I mean, the thing is, though, is that it's. It, I feel like, and they have to in order to survive. But I feel like a lot of the people hopping on the bikes now, it's 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 to kind of accommodate a costume. You know what I mean? Like, part riding a motorcycle is part of this kind of you know costume. Like, you know, you you ha- you got the guys with the fucking buck knife hanging out the back of their fucking right, raw so denim jeans uh, with the, uh, you they're, know... They're, the, they're totally living up to the Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. you know, they they wear those fucking, uh, you know, you ever see guys wearing those black and white striped shirts like they just, they escaped from, like, fucking jail in the 1950s? Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, like Cry like baby. That. Yeah, yeah, so... And they look like they're straight train drivers out there with the yeah, overalls yeah, with and the... with the fucking conductor hats. Yeah, conductor exactly. hats. I love the conductor <laughs> Had that, yeah, say. exactly. The so. hanging chain going, <laughs> the hanging wallet for yeah. sure. Yeah, so it's, uh, I think, uh, I don't know, I think Harley's doing the right thing in order to uh, make money in this, uh, in the current climate of motorcycling. But, uh, and I have no, you know, I have no problem with someone that, you know, they want to ride because they, because it looks cool. Like, that's probably. That's probably why I got into it in the first place. <laughs> I mean, now I, ge- I genuinely love it, but you know what I mean? I, uh, <coughs> In the beginning, I don't. I guess I don't really know why I got into it, but uh, it. It. I mean, obviously, it's a. You want to fucking pull up on your butt, your Harley. You know what I mean. Uh, but now, you know, I started my Harley career probably uh, being one of those guys. I was like, oh, fucking, you know, just Harleys. Fuck everything else. But I appreciate all bikes. You know what I mean. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate all bikes. I don't discriminate. I think you know whatever you ride, whatever you can. Whatever you can get your hands on, that's it's all the same thing at the end of, at the end of the day. So yep. I definitely don't discriminate like I did in my younger days. So and you so you started writing not that long ago, maybe like five or six years ago, probably okay. about that. So I started when I was eight, so uh, eighteen. So I'm twenty three now. So I've been probably doing it for five. Going oh my on gosh, six you're years. so young. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Pri- prior to the getting on the Harley, though, you didn't have any background. No, my dad used to, he rode an old Beamer, uh, and he stopped when I was born. So I always knew that he rode, he, I don't know how much he rode, but he definitely rode a bit around New England and stuff. And he had a one of those old uh, World War II-esque kind of BMWs. And uh, I, I don't know. I really don't know what got me into it, to be honest. I could not, I can't really wow, pinpoint anything. Wow, just like... I don't know. It's one of those things. Like I'm a very obsessive person. So when I think about something, I really have to act on, act on executing and following through. So, you know, I I hadn't really thought about like, you know, getting the permit, getting the motorcycle license. And then uh, next thing I know, uh, my buddy, he came with, because I didn't know shit about bikes. You know what I mean? And I, you know, I'm still learning every day, but he came with me to look at this Sportster, like, you know, CJ, you, you said you had a 94, right? 94, 94 Sportster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic. The 880. Do you have an 883 or a 1200? Yeah, I started on the 883. So 
it was great because I went and it was uh, it was owned by this girl and you know she didn't beat on it at all and I got it for like seventeen hundred bucks. Damn, I you're always it. finding the deals. Yeah, I sold it for more than I got it for, and I crashed the motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I've crashed every bike I've had at least yeah. a, a handful of times. So yeah, but that bike was awesome. Did you know right say, away that you were just going to get a Harley? Like you yeah. didn't want no sport bike or anything. No, you no, know, no, 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 no. the boss thing to do that. is to start off with a Harley. Exactly. You start off on a Harley. You know your your odds of fucking dying in the first six months are probably fucking sky high. But Jeez, you know it doesn't it doesn't matter because it's boss. And uh, I don't know. Amen to exactly. that. Like right there, that line. <laughs> I'm keeping it sound bit going on there my Instagram. So the thing is, is that I don't know. Yeah, it didn't cross my mind. No other type of bike crossed my mind. Maybe to try to fix up my dad's, that is a lost cause. There's like one fucking guy that he would let work on it. And it, uh, you know, I, I doubt the guy is still alive. So <laughs> <laughs> so it will sit in the garage for a few more years until uh, there's someone who can work on it. Wow. So guys, you, uh, you hear him. He's on. We got a super special guest today. <laughs> We're super stoked. It's Special been four, the head. four years four years in the making. And uh, finally, we ran into each other oh, this yeah. weekend at Born Free. <laughs> I was coming out of the shit house. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking see. I see Thank see God that. our booth was right next to the outhouse. Yeah, I, I didn't even hesitate. I, I saw he'd even wash his hand straight out. I ran over there, grabbed his hand. I think I even got a little diarrhea on my oh, fingers. Oh, yeah. He made a point. He made a point. He, made, he said, don't wash your hands. Let's just fucking, let's have it be natural. You let's know, do like this. Like a Blood Brothers type thing. You and, you, and you know, we went straight to the chicken fingers right after. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah it's uh i me and uh, me and evan listen to this every you know every day we can on the way to work when there's new episodes so it is an honor to be on here i still don't even think you really fully introduced him yet no i didn't even get there and uh <laughs> we got warren lotus here and uh he we met on instagram and he's a, a clothing fashion designer and you know how we connected he had he ended up having a harley i don't even how did you find me <laughs> uh, you know what? Actually, I think I I, I would have said I'm not quite sure, but I'm almost positive that I found you through. You got tagged on a post from that page, uh, Club Style Thailand or something like that. Got, you yeah, know that yeah, page? Yep, totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Those motherfuckers. They post. They just sometimes they go on these like benders where they'll post like crashes. They'll post wheelies. They'll post. I think uh, I saw CJ doing a foot drag. And I had never seen anything like that before. And at the time, I, I had these uh, these flannel shirts that I was screen printing in uh, my parents' basement. And uh, I sent one to CJ, and he got a video of him doing a foot drag in the flannel, which was fantastic. Wow. So, yeah, I really wish the picture could have been better and <laughs> no, everything. it was but perfect. It was awesome, man. Oh, at the time, I just thought it was so these cool. These motherfuckers weren't ready for it. So wow. Warren Lotus, he actually he makes clothes for like Kendrick Lamar and... Uh, he has guys like The Weeknd and uh, Travis Scott, right? Those, those are some top yeah, guys that wear. Yeah, you know. Uh, I mean, he's no fucking joke, you know <laughs> what I mean? He's definitely well, uh, made a name for himself in the in the fashion world. And it's just cool to see guys like him. You know, he's out riding Harleys and oh, yeah. listening to the podcast. So That is so amazing, by the way. You guys listening to the podcast. Oh, yeah, of course. We got to get more people on board because it is, uh, it's, very, it's raw. You know what I mean? We No bullshit. Yeah, That's like, so after cool. talking to you, we're going straight out to the bar tonight, <laughs> yeah. getting as drunk as we can, and we're getting in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Oh man. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited to be on. We'll give we'll make this one a long one for all those guys on the, doing the long haul to work. Thank you know what you. I mean? We got to get these guys to do more podcasts that are over 45 minutes because we need those hour and a halfers. You know what I'm saying? No, and totally. We hear you. We hear you fucking loud and clear. And some of the guests are just so easy and we can sit there and relate and, you know, get oh, going yeah. and talking. And then sometimes it's like you got to squeeze them to get a word out of their mouth. Yeah. So that's when we have the short ones. It's a little bit harder to... But when you got someone on the podcast that's just ready to just oh, talk yeah. about some boss shit. Oh, yeah. yeah, man. I keep quiet. You know what I mean? I keep quiet most of the day. Someday, if uh, you know, if I don't see Evan or my business partner, Colin, he uh, he helps start the brand with me. And, you know, he uh, I've known him since I was trying to do the hip hop thing. And oh, wow. uh, that was in high school. So he's been with me through it all. And uh, if I don't see one or two of those guys during the day. Sometimes the only time I open my mouth is to order my fucking coffee. So I got a lot to say, you know what I mean? <laughs> if, uh, just don't get me started. Oh, you're well, like a little bird that you twinkle. <laughs> oh, up and yeah, exactly. So it's like, exactly. Know. Well, from your perspective, um, for people that don't know who you are, will you just explain like sure. who you are, what you do, and then okay. maybe a little bit about your background? Absolutely. So uh, basically what I do <laughs> is I make, I'm in this fucking industry and we're making clothes for the fucking fellas, man. But here's the thing, is that I'm in an industry where there are, you know, we have these brands that are very condescending in how they present their clothes. You know, they're doing Paris Fashion Week. They're blowing money. You know, they're and, and they're being very conservative with how they release products, super mysterious. And, you know, the way that I want to approach it is I want to just, you know, I got nothing to hide. I always let my, I try to have a connection with my customers and let them know, you know, if we're fucking ripping y'all, if we're making a, a fucking 10x, 20x margin off a t-shirt, we're going to let you know. Or, you know, if we're uh, offloading product because we got to liquidate fast, we're going to let you know. You know what I mean? And, you know, we're selling to stores. We have, you know, I have sweatshirts that will retail for $1,200. Jackets that will retail for four grand. But then uh, at the same time, I feel like other brands that have similar price points, they kind of make it a point to exclude people. You know what I mean? Like we sell a $4,000 jean jacket, you know, this is not for you. You know, they try to exclude potential customers. And totally. to me, to me, if you can't afford my clothes, you can still be a part of the brand because the brand is, is, is very accessible. You can, appreciate because I try to do a little bit of you know I make jokes and stupid videos on my Instagram mm -hmm. but at the same time we take the art form I take the art form seriously and the business very seriously but it's balanced with uh, with just being lighthearted and being myself so I, I you know I try to do that as much as possible and just fucking show the people you know even if you can't you know spend a hundred bucks on a t-shirt like you're still just a part of the brand as someone that can. So I think uh, it's I've connected with a lot of people that way, mm -hmm. and uh, it's really given me a strong cult following of fucking psychopaths. So it's uh, and they're the best uh, the best customers. So I'm very grateful for all of them. You've built a solid community of people that you can Weirdos. tell just <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> your friends, and it's so cool to see. I can't even tell you. And yeah. That's the I'm thing trying. with all your fans, they can relate with you. You know, you can relate with your fans. Like those are your true fucking 
fucking fans right there. Exactly, exactly. You know, you just, uh, I feel like I have something in common with everybody. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to try to create like a character or anything in order to sell, you know, in order to sell the clothes or make the brand appear to be something that it's not. And that keeps it fun. You know, it wouldn't be fun if, uh, if I had to have this, uh, guys on all the time i didn't have to you know if i'm supposed to be mysterious like i'm not supposed i don't post for a year and then i you know what i mean very cryptic but uh i don't do that you know what i mean i just i i do it i do it in the way that will appeal to the fucking fellas man the guys that wear bathing suits as shorts man the guys that wear the fucking timberlands with the boots motherfucker (laughs) but most 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 especially the guys that wear bathing suits as shorts that is fucking (laughs) boss and we respect you in um your community you call them the oh the dons the fellas the fellas Uh, you know we have plenty i love it all the lingo it's so classy somehow they somehow it comes across and they're able to you know it's weird because I feel like uh, with my humor and stuff, I oftentimes a joke or something will come to out of the blue. But, you know, these guys and, you know, girls sometimes, we have like maybe like 5% female customers or people that follow me, but they just get it. I don't know. They pick up on it. Isn't and that funny? It's, it is really funny to see how they respond to the humor and kind of play along, you know, and it really is dumbfounding and I'm super appreciative because it gives me a way to kind of, you know, cause, uh, my, my best friends are the people that I work with. And outside of that, you know, I don't really have many friends. So we, uh, I connect with all these people all over the world and they get, they get where I'm coming from. So how awesome is that? Mm-hmm. So cool. How how long, you know, has this been in the making? When did you? Yeah, tell well, us the beginning. Let's see. So I um I went to college for two years. I uh I don't drink or do drugs or anything, so it was hard in college because I was not social or anything. I'd mostly sit in my room in my bungee chair playing Xbox. I hadn't played Xbox for a while, but I got one when I went to college because I knew that I'd be in my dorm room <laughs> fucking bored. So the plan wasn't always to be the clothing designer. You no, had, you not had a di- at all. You had a different uh, not path. At all. You had a different I really path wanted page. to do the hip hop thing, the hip hop rap thing. In, ti- in high school, I, uh, I did rap. Uh, I did rap music under the name oh, Tiger Eye. And that was boss, as boss as it gets. You know, I really, for some reason, I really thought I was going to succeed. <laughs> Jesus Christ, holy I feel fuck. Like, I'm so, glad I, I saw feel like light. all my homies in high school thought oh, they yeah, were succeeding. You have to, man. Yeah. You have to. You, you, every white guy has to, get, to give the angry white rapper role a shot. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you're a white guy and you're rapping, you have to be angry when you do it. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise you should just cut it out. That's and why Eminem is Eminem. Yeah, exactly. He's exactly. the angriest motherfucker I've you ever heard. You be angry and hard to listen to, so people will never become fans of you and you'll just stop after two to three years. Could, <laughs> we, could, could we get you to spit a freestyle oh, right could, now? Oh, no. An angry freestyle? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. The fucking a lyrical miracle, oh a God, lyrical oh, miracle freestyle? Yeah, you got to use the big words and be super angry. But, uh, yeah, so I worked at a nightclub. It was a venue for uh, my man, Ned Wellberry. He uh, he had Leeds Edutainment, and I did that in high school. I did an internship with him, and uh, this son of a bitch, man, he was such a boss. He is a true fucking boss. 
and he had me interning. <laughs> I was doing the craziest bitch work, bringing these, prof- <laughs> and it was uh, it was for a venue that was maybe 500 people, and the other venue was 200 people. So you get everybody, you'd get everybody to come through there at some point in their career. I mean, Wiz Khalifa, Mac Miller, fucking, I mean, Eminem in the 90s. They all come through this one venue in, in Cambridge, Mass. And so I worked there as uh, Ned's intern, and he he was great. He taught me a lot about uh, being a businessman, and uh, I, it's awesome. He's you know he's the fucking kingpin over there. But yeah, the, he uh, <laughs> I think he still owes me money for some gas because uh, and all the all these fucking rappers, man, they'd smoke weed in my mom's car, and uh, it stank up it stank up it stank up the fucking car. And uh, yeah, oh, I remember there was this one there was this one rapper. Uh, Young Gleesh, I believe it was this fucking guy. He uh, he was just smoking marijuana like crazy in my mom's car, and the thing stank. And my mom, I think she understood, but uh, you know, I uh, I felt really bad about it. But yeah, I got food. <laughs> Still I got, keeps me up at night. I got food for you know, yeah. uh, na- you name it. I, I got could see food. the stress rolling off your face right now. <laughs> having to go home. <laughs> I owe I owe my mom a new sink too, but uh, anyways, yeah, that was, so I did that. I thought Sorry, I was mom. really into hip hop. I remember you get everybody in there, but the nicest guy I remember was this rapper, uh, Cool G Rap, and this guy was famous in the '90s. He's performing for like 200 people in 20, 2015 or 2014, but this was the only fucking guy to ever give me a tip. So I always remembered that because uh, he. You know, this guy, you know, he wasn't like uh, some super relevant, you know, just got signed, signed a $3 million record deal kind of guy. This guy, uh, you know, he was really working. and well, That's a fella yeah, recognizing a, fucking, a fella he was a fucking working boss. hard. He threw me a 20, you know, I brought him his food and that was that. You know, I met a lot of fucking pricks there and it ultimately killed my... Uh, Ultimately, ultimately killed my uh, liking of hip hop music. I can only listen to country music really now. Shut yeah, up! You're I, serious yeah, right I'm now. Dead serious. I cannot, for the most part, listen to hip hop. So I did that, and then I started. I maybe when I was a sophomore in college. This is the year before I dropped out. I uh, I went to. Uh, I don't know. I just for some reason I made this flannel with like Satan sewed on the back of it. And, That's the uh, one I had, right? Yeah, me. Yeah, no, no, no. That other girl on the back. Uh, it looked one, like Mary. Uh, it I had a, uh, and I, uh, I drew that graphic. But before, I would take T-shirts and I'd sew it onto the back of the flannel, and uh, and I would sell them on Facebook in this group. And yeah, it just kind of evolved. I, um, I don't know. Once I realized I could make money off of it, it kind of took off from there. So no, totally. I mean, I, I, I remember. I think you had like twenty thousand followers or something. I, I've watched you grow. Oh, so, I mean, yeah. I probably. I think you, you might found be smaller. me smaller than that too. I think it was smaller, but yeah. uh, no, I've, I've definitely watched. You know, from the bottom, you know, from you growing to mm-hmm. now, and it's just been. You know, it's just so fun to watch you fucking out there with swords, fucking shit up. <laughs> yeah, swords. You remember, you remember that? <laughs> Yeah, Devanga. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know. You're doing uh, Don shit for the fellas. I don't know. You don't know what you're doing. You had <laughs> yeah. some lingo going. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, God, there's so many stories. Did I mean, you, you didn't have a background in fashion? No, no. I went to school for marketing, which you, is horrible. I went to Emerson in Boston, and it was 
a real shit school. It was my last choice. I had always gone to private school my whole life just because uh, my family had didn't really have money, and I was always able to get uh, scholarships and financial aid to these schools. Right. Inevitably, it would... It, uh, it would always be my last choice school that would offer the most money so I could go there because the public school in my town was fucking horrible. Um, basically, uh, yeah, it always ended up being that way. Mm-hmm. So I went to uh, Emerson College. It was my absolute last choice. I never toured any of the places I applied to, and it just wasn't for me. I fucking hated college so much. I wanted to just, uh, I wanted to just get out there and do, and just be an entrepreneur. So. You know, when you're sitting in a fucking class and like, you you know, when you break it down, each class is like $120. So when you spend half of that class, the teacher fucking banging on the projector trying to get it to work or how to divide the class into different groups, you know, you really really start to uh, realize that you're wasting your fucking time. And, you know, I just left and I had a marketing job at the time. I worked for my uncle who had this company called Pine Brothers Cough Drops, and I used to uh, help him come. I came up with this ad campaign with him, and uh, it, it was good. It was a success, so to speak, and I was just like, why am I even here? You know, yeah. I wasn't really paying that much, so I was just like, I'm just going to leave. And uh, then I had to do the clothing thing, you know, because I wasn't going to get a diploma or anything. So, Well, walk <laughs> us through how you went from, you know, sewing on this, t-shirt onto a flannel sending it to kids like cj and then now here we are in your beautiful home in malibu you're 23 years <laughs> I rent old this, i rent this home just to be just to be and clear. you have an <laughs> office in la like you're doing amazing I'm and it's trying. awesome yeah. to see so i just want to know how it all evolved in the steps you took and Rent, be honest, rent renting no or idea. buying you're still I don't paying, give a fuck you're, you're here you're, you're, <laughs> you're paying more probably renting yeah, so yeah, i mean yeah, it's true but uh <laughs> Basically, I don't know. So it really started, um, <clears throat> I had, uh, wow, there's just so, I haven't really ever gone into the history of it, so I really, uh, I love it. Go. I've been wanting the whole history. I've been wanting oh, this shit. Oh, jeez. Uh, all right. So I think I had this girlfriend at the time, and it was just, it was hard to balance. I really, I, and this is after I left, or no, yeah, yeah. So I had left school, I had this girlfriend, and... I really wanted to make stuff, and it wasn't really it wasn't really working out, you know, fighting. How, how old were you at the time? I must have been, I was probably 18, maybe 18 or 19. So I, wow. I, uh, I had this friend, Luca, who was, uh, he was doing some modeling at the time. And oh, I know, yeah, yeah, Luca. Yeah, yeah, Luca Sabat. And I remember he wore, he wore a flannel with something sewn on the back, and through him... And he's through a, my job with the cough drops, he's a famous model. Yeah, now oh now super he's famous huge. model. He's yeah. huge now. And I remember one of know, the Kardashians' best friends. Oh yeah, or this, Jenner. Whatever. Yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's he's big time. Yeah, no. And uh, but in you know back back in those days, and he was still doing fantastic projects. He he wore a flannel of mine, and I forget how it happened, but sometime I visited New York and I met up with him and. I met uh, these guys, uh, Father Steve and Austin Babbitt. His, uh, he goes by Ass Pizza. And, uh, you know, I really hit it <laughs> off with those motherfuckers. They are... Love uh, the nickname. You know, oh, yeah. They get, they're they're just... They're great people. They really... Uh, it's hard to find people you, you align and 
as far as like sense of humor. I mean, these these guys got all the jokes. They get all of my fucking stupid jokes. You know, they're just they're bosses. So I remember they came up to visit me while I was dating this girl. And uh, basically convinced me to break up with her just because she was ruining my life, and it wasn't her fault. It was uh, you know I could we both couldn't handle the relationship. But anyways, you know I just saw wow. how they were I just saw how they were customizing clothes, and I was you know customizing clothes with them, and they were able to get a bunch of pieces to Wiz Khalifa, who was uh, you know pretty popular at the time, and. That was uh, that was a big break for me. That was probably my first uh, celebrity placement, aside from you know this uh, this other this store in New York V Files. They gave me uh, they gave me a chance. They were my first account ever, besides this one in Japan called uh, GR8. But uh, yeah, they uh, they kind of showed me how they were customizing stuff and uh, really kind of opened my eyes. Broke up with the fucking girl. And then uh, I was on my way. I uh, I would go to New York to see them, and so those those were the fellas. Oh, those were the fellas. Original hey, fellas. You gotta tell the girl to fucking kick rocks. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's time to make some big Thank money. Thank God, here. man. Thank <laughs> God. Um, and yeah, and from there, I'm trying to think how how it panned out. So basically. I was printing stuff in my parents. I was living with my parents. I was printing stuff in their basement. I ruined my mom's sink because I was learning to screen print and washing out the pla- the not the plastic, the water-based ink. I was washing it out in her plastic sink, so the thing was the oh, thing was ruined. I was wondering. I was gonna say. I was gonna bring that back up. What happened oh, yeah. to mom's sink that you were oh, saying? Mom's sink. So it was screen printing. I ruined the sink. I, I was uh, things started to pick up a little bit. You know, I had uh, I was ta- I opened up my website. I was making things that were more affordable, and I, you know, I just I had a, a little run of flannels that were successful. I think it was the one that CJ actually wore on the bike, and um, I love that flannel. Yeah, I'm gonna post it on oh, my yeah. wall forever. It's gonna be, go. whether me, be awesome. whether we met or not. I just <laughs> fuck it. I just love. Awesome. Oh yeah, it's always been the shit. But uh, yeah, so I got a bit of money for that flannel. Did really well in Korea, so I, I got a bit of money from that, and I decided that I wanted to take that money and then uh, try to do a a completely cut and sewn collection. Um, it basically, you know. Uh, I didn't know what this was either, but cutting and sewing is when you <laughs> yeah. fucking you take uh, you get a pattern, which is like basically a bunch of pieces of paper that you cut fabric against to make uh, panels to like say a t-shirt. You know what I mean? Like it has I don't know. I, I think maybe three little components. You know the sleeves and basically I'm talking about custom cut and sew clothing. So I really wanted to do this. Start every do everything from scratch. In New York, huge fucking waste of money. I learned a lot. I spent a lot of fucking time in Times Square, sleeping on floors. Um, I slept at my friend uh, Father Steve's house in Queens quite a bit. His dad was kind enough. My man Vinny, such a boss, um, was kind enough to let me stay there. Also, my uh, my little brother Mike the Ruler, not actually a lo- uh, blood brother, but he might as well be. He's small. He's a little... Little runt, but uh, he let his mom, his beautiful mother Karen, who's uh, just a sweetheart, probably the nicest woman I've ever met in my whole life. Yeah. She would let me uh, sleep on their floor in New York and uptown. So I did that. Um, I would do that. Um, I would drive from Boston every other day, sometimes, you know, four hours back there and back, and just to be in Times Square and 
the thing I felt about that was when you're working with these people who are making your clothes, they might not take you seriously if they don't see your face. So I could have probably made phone calls and have everything gotten done, but I wouldn't have learned how to make the clothes from the ground up. And uh, I probably wouldn't have got it done because these vendors probably would have just taken my money being that I don't live in the city and nothing would have happened. So I did that, lost a shit ton of money. Um, and then after that, I was in the, I was, the fellows were in a fucking hole, practically at rock bottom. <laughs> and uh, my friend who I met, he, uh, this guy, such a fucking Don, Roma Cohen, he is uh, he is the proprietor of the Alchemist store in Miami. Alchemist, not the Alchemist. I'm sorry, but uh, this motherfucker, man, this guy has helped me in so many ways. Um, he is he now basically he has his own brand called Alchemist. Really successful brand. I think I feel like I've heard of that. Oh yeah, yeah. He's uh, he he gets on everybody. He's carried it, you know, all the best stores. And I remember this guy invited me down to Miami. While I was in a fucking hole to uh, paint on his store window, which is huge, beautiful glass window in the, uh, I believe it's in South Beach, Miami. And um, I did that. I went down there on my last dime, got some clothes made on my last dime, and uh, I painted the window, met a lot of great people, sold a bit of clothes, and I think I, I was able to sell... I think I was able to sell one of these art piece jackets, so I made I made a good chunk of money off of that, which I then used to get a flight and uh, and make some more clothes. To I went to L.A. to meet up with these uh, my friends from Japan and also uh, my friend. Uh, well, they're not all from Japan. This guy Yuta has this brand ready made. They're from Japan. Uh, my friend Andrew, he's from uh, he's from here. And uh, his wife, Akina, is from Japan. So I met up with them and also the owner of this store that I had been working with in Japan. Um, I met up with them in L.A. And that kind of changed. It really did change everything for me because from that point, we did this collaboration, me and this brand, Ready Made. And uh, I basically, I don't know, I got to see how ac the actual fashion business worked. Between that and this collaboration I had with this this brand adaptation, my man Ali Federici, he uh, between that, I, you know, I got to see how actual fashion business worked. And I, you know, once again on my last time, I went to Paris during Fashion Week. Wow! With no reason. I had no reason. I don't usually go to stuff where I don't have a reason to be at it. But these girls, uh, these photographers, uh, Marita and Yulia, these uh, they're from Russia. They convinced, they were staying at my house, and they convinced me to go to Paris to see the collaborations I had done in a showroom. So what the showrooms are is, think of it like a car dealership, except everybody that walks in is a proprietor of a store, and they're ready to place an order for what they see in the showroom. So I had, you know, the brands that I had collaborated with had these... Uh, had uh, our collaboration in the showroom and it was going to be purchased by, you know, high-end luxury stores all around the world. So basically, um, I went to Paris, saw the showrooms, saw how wholesale fashion worked. You basically just get your buyers to come. You somehow get a list of buyers and you... You know, you get the clothes ready, have them in the showroom, have your people out there and then... Um, and then, yeah, you get your orders and you bring it back to the U.S. and produce it. Wow. 
So, yeah, then that kind of kicked off the whole wholesale business, which I think is a fucking train wreck in general right now. I got out of it. I'm focusing on direct-to-consumer solely right now. I just don't think the wholesale business is worth it, being that a lot of these stores are struggling financially, and it's just a good idea to get out, focus on what's actually going to make the most money, and where things are generally headed. So, yeah. Crazy. I don't know if that's the... I mean, that's definitely like the fucking abridged version, but I, you know... No, totally. <laughs> I mean, this whole time, though, what? But really, this whole time, you know, you're stressed out. You're trying to make this company, you know, a success. But uh, you had a Harley, so. Yeah, let's, let's talk about the fucking bikes, man. Let's talk about the bikes, you know. Um, as all this was going on. And you still, you still on, managed to have a Harley. But you know what's crazy? Through the whole entire process, I've watched you through the whole process. Yes. I remember when you were in Miami. I remember when you were painting on the walls. And the jacket, was it a puffy jacket? Was it a, I'm trying to think. The jacket I sold, it was a denim jacket, I think, with a red paint denim, on the back. Denim, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Everything you've made. I, I've, followed, I've followed you. Oh, from, thank you, man. Uh, yeah, everything has been just so badass. But I've watched you through the whole process and to see you. You know, from uh, from you sleeping on floors in New yeah. York, and that, you know, in, in the struggles, Eating drywall, yeah, <laughs> drywall for dinner, drywall, 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 for drywall sandwiches. But <laughs> to see the success, and to see you in Malibu now, and uh, to be, you know, on the on the West Coast. Well, hopefully, I don't go bankrupt, and then I fucking have to sleep uh, sleep in Skid Row. You know, it could always happen. I'm always prepared for that. Hey. Oh my god! <clears throat> <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah, I'm always ready, man. Yeah, the fellas, man, they're keeping cash under the mattress just in case yeah. fucking Uncle Sam wants to come take it all. Sure. So if the IRS is listening, I love you guys. Thank you so much. You've always been good to me. And uh, just, uh, you know, all of our records are real straight this year. So please, uh, no problems. <laughs> <laughs> just a little prayer. Yeah, just, yeah. They're nice people, the IRS. They really are. Every time I've called them. Never heard that before. Every time I call them, <clears throat> whenever I have a question or problem about anything, they're always very cordial, very nice. I've never had a problem with the IRS. They're great people. Amen. Yes. This yeah. is not sponsored by the IRS, but I just <laughs> felt the need to say it. This is not a sponsored ad right now. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> we got to just make sure we take care of the fellas, you know? Exactly. They're looking out for the fellas. So as you're um, growing your business, you have your Harley. What kind of Harley are you riding? Wait, now or in the beginning? No, you also, you started with a Sportster. So I started I started with an 883 Sportster. My friend Thomas helped me buy it. He uh, helped me as in he went and checked to see if everything was mechanically, you know, functioning and if it looked good. I didn't know anything about bikes at the time, so I was I needed someone to go with me. Uh, and luckily, it was really the dream beginner bike because it had no issues. Um, no, it was an Evo motor, so those things are pretty solid for the most part. You know, people swear by them, and uh, it was easy to it was easy to learn. Well, not easy. I mean, you know, I remember, um, I remember when I first got it, and my mom was really against me getting a motorcycle. Sure. She. Uh, I remember I was at the mouth of the driveway trying to leave, and I kept stalling the bike out step kept fucking pop jumping the clutch and the fucking thing kept stalling out i could not leave the driveway the clutch was so powerful if i was your mom i would have came oh, down yeah. and tackled you oh no well, i looked up and she was crying oh, so that God. was just as bad i looked up and she was sobbing watching me oh, trying to fucking jolt into traffic and fucking fly over the hood of a car but i was able to put it around the block and get it into a parking lot so 
From there, I learned. My dad showed, gave me a few pointers. I took the class beforehand. That was really good. Advise everybody to take the fucking class or do something. <laughs> Have some legit instruction. Don't learn off of YouTube. He's, he's in the bank. Oh, yeah, sorry. Don't, don't learn off of YouTube and, you know, take the fucking class. You get an insurance break, so, yep. you know, why not? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to learn on YouTube, definitely tune into our channel. Yeah. <laughs> we'll teach, you, yeah, how we'll to, teach we'll you. you how to ride. I'm all about the class. I took the class. That's took good. part of the class. That's like, good. Yeah, yeah that's but good. it gives you the, the fundamentals and the basics, you know. Exactly. But, at it's least it'll fun. teach you how to hit the brakes. <laughs> it'll teach yeah, you where the gas the brakes, is yeah. and uh, teach you how to use the clutch and everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely don't want to throw you out to the wolves by no means. It yeah. sounds like you were thrown out to the wolves. Oh, yeah. Um, it, and then so after the ADD3 Sportster, I crashed that. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't total or anything. I just locked up the brakes and laid it down, probably going like, not, like I don't know, like 25 or 30. And it was fine. Bike just had a busted uh Busted light and something else. I think maybe the clutch. I'm oh, not sorry. The uh, the fucking lever. Sounds uh, like the bike. Yeah, sounds like the bike took though. more of the fall. Or yeah, yeah. It wasn't you, bad. You were okay. You get a I little road fine. rash. Yeah, or? I was totally fine. And uh, I was a little freaked <laughs> out, but you know, I. They got the one out of the way. That's the thing about riding. Yeah. You know, it's not oh, yeah. when you're gonna fall or are you gonna fall. It's when you're gonna I've fall. I've had a few, or, you know, and and I. And how's that so after go? that. After that, I sold the Sportster. I sold the Sportster, and then I put that money towards a carbureted. Uh, I think it was a. T- it was. It was a carbureted bike. It was a 2002 Purple Road King. Of course, I got the worst fucking color because that was the cheapest one because it was this shit color. And uh, a lot of the old guys were like, "Oh, that's the Concord Purple. They only made that for one year." You know. And, it's the worst color, no matter what an old guy tries to tell you. You know, I was embarrassed. <laughs> it was fun, though. I got a bagger early, but it was a fucking piece of shit. Because Crazy. So you went straight from the smallest bike. You went from a Sportster, and <laughs> then the you went to the bike. <laughs> but trust me, dude, I was not on this thing that much because pretty sure the guy that sold it to the dealership, because I got it from a dealership, I'm pretty sure he knew that basically if you rode it for 100 to 150 miles, there was uh, it had a problem where it would fucking belt it would choke out oil you know lots of blow by and I had a girlfriend at the time and I must have ruined about ten fuck not ten I must have ruined about five pairs of her jeans because the fucking <laughs> blow by the oil would spray this these oh, girls no. this girl's jeans and I remember one time I was with her <clears throat> we were on the interstate <laughs> and uh, basically what happened is. What would happen is I knew one of these episodes was coming on when the throttle would lose a bit of power and then it would just like choke. The oil would spit out, but this had never had. So basically, hopefully, hopefully you didn't like her too much. Cause oh, yeah, it sounds yeah. like I that was an easy way. I bought her a few pairs of jeans. You know, I didn't have much money at the time and I just, uh, I did what I could. I felt bad. got to make it right. <laughs> and I was on a freeway. I, I, it was massive freeway. And uh, we were riding, and I just remember I felt the uh, I felt the throttle. It you know it, it lost a bit of power. I'm like, uh oh, it's gonna happen. <laughs> and this bike fucking belched out a cloud of smoke. You'd think Ugh. I was James fucking Bond. It covered the whole fucking freeway. I swear to God, this thing was like a smoke screen. You know, I could have, you could have had uh, you know 20, 20 squad cars chasing me, and these guys wouldn't know where I went. I fucking belched <laughs> out the biggest cloud of smoke I had ever seen. A burnout, but not home. a burnout. <clears throat> and the dealership, you know, they 
they gave me the runaround, and it ended up being a piece of the cam chain. It, it had, you know, the cam chain had failed, and a piece of it had gotten stuck in the motor. So they replaced all. The, I think they on. I honestly think they might have put like a brand new. Brand new motor and transmission, like so. The f- it was some, under warranty. Some motherfucker sold you a lemon. Yeah, he sold me. A, he sold the dealership a lemon. Who sold me the lemon? And then I brought the be- brought the bike back. And that they wasn't fixed. the first time that yeah. someone brought the bike. You know how <coughs> yeah. many people bought the bike? Oh yeah, before you <laughs> exactly. And so the dealership fixed the lemon, put a brand new motor in it, all that stuff under warranty. I then apparently totaled the motorcycle. And what I'm pretty sure happened is that the dealership knew that if they told the insurance company it was a total loss, um, uh, someone at the dealership knew that they just put all these brand new parts inside of it and they could buy it on, as a salvage title for super cheap. Got a brand new fucking so bike. They, they worked the system oh, on yeah, that I one. Think they knew so. you were the test dummy. They knew what oh, they were they doing. They knew what they were doing. Oh, they pulled the wool over my eyes. Sons and, of uh, bitches. I know. And the accident was this lady just took a left in front of me and I fucking locked up the brakes and she said I hit her, but I didn't. But you know, I didn't get any I didn't get any money out of it. And I was out of a bike for a year until I got my two thousand six Dynasty Pop. Nice, solid bike. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Qu- quite the change how you went a from great sport bike. So after after going through all that trouble and all oh, that yeah. bullshit. Again, it was like the it only just makes thing you think, I could afford that was nice. So. And that's the thing about a Harley, you know. You're buying a Harley, you bet you bet your ass it's gonna have some problems. Oh, but yeah. I mean, going into those problems Absolutely. right off the bat, I mean that's Absolutely. just a chap in the ass. Yeah, you know, like there's classic things like, you know, when you get your first bike, bump starting it a few times and Having some fucking problems and few, oil spill yeah, and few, all that. Few dead batteries, a couple oil leaks. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to happen. It's all part of it. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, so I got the Dyna, and I was taking that thing everywhere, back and forth in New York, up to Vermont, Bar Harbor, Maine, everywhere I could take it. And it was, uh, that was a, a great bike. You know, it was the first injected bike I had, so it was nice to just get up and go. And not have to fucking sit around uh, and wait for the bike to warm up. That you know, that's always a pain in the ass. But uh, yeah, so then uh, the street bob. That's I. I just uh, gave that to my dad. It's still you know, it's still in great condition. It's still running strong. It is fucking rock solid on the freeway. You know, you could. That, yeah, that's really, the thing about those. Yeah. It was a one hundred three, <clears throat> I believe. That, no, my my was in ninety five. No, it was a eight. No, it was an 88 or yeah, 95. I, I was stupid and bought the 2006, which was, I wasn't smart like my buddy who got the 2007, and in 2006, That's they had right. the 88, and then 2007, they put in the fucking, was it the 96? 95, no, the 96, 96, the 96, yeah. you're right, you're so totally I, right. So my buddy obviously knew that, I didn't know. And that's what I had, I yeah. ended up getting the 2007, I had the 96 and the 96. Inch, and then I put <clears> in some motor parts and had the 103. Exactly. But that was like the most reliable bike, I don't know, oh, I yeah. mean the 88, you said you had no problems, it I still no runs, problems. now it's you pass, pass it on to Pops, yeah. he's, he's and, enjoying it. And that thing, I didn't do many mods to it, just maybe I just got uh, that Screaming Eagle Heavy Breather, some four cartridges, and and then uh, some progressive shocks on the back. You know, basically whatever I could afford, just little mods to help with the suspension. And I know the the front the front end was bottoming out a lot, so I had to fix that up. And yeah, the thing it doesn't have much done to it, but you take it. You know, if you're going 90 on the on the freeway, there's real in in the corners. There's no wobbling. There's nothing. It's like it's on rails. And I didn't. You know, there's no true track or anything on it. So just so badass though. You know, the industry that you're in. You you know, and uh, you're still managing 
decision to have fun on a oh, Harley. Yeah. I mean, riding the bike bikes. is the only thing I can. I really have no other hobbies besides working. So I'm That's really the bike's the only thing I can do. I just get home and, and do that. It's pretty know? hard, you know. Having <laughs> once you have a bike and have that, uh, you know, start spending money on uh, it, putting those parts on it. It's it's pretty much the end, right? Yeah, there. and I'm not even saying that to be cool. If I had another hobby, maybe I, I would probably do that. But like, I really don't have another hobby, so it's really just the motorcycles and. Moving to LA definitely changed my uh, my riding a bit. I knew that it would probably require my relearning kind of how to be in traffic. Just well, exactly how how I want to talk about is the it? different riding. Riding oh, yeah. there, you know, where you're from, Boston, New York, right outside uh, right outside of Boston. So Watertown, it's completely different. Oh, yeah. I mean, the riding you're, you're not mm-hmm. splitting lanes. Nope, they're fucking. I don't know, you know, the, I don't know if there's much mountains or, I mean, there is a... Yeah, there's a lot, you know, the terrain. Where, I don't know what kind of riding, suck. where you ride more freeway, where you ride more, Just, you know, uh, you know country roads, freeway, a little bit of everything, but the roads are in horrible shape because they're salting, they're salting the roads every winter, so roads are in shit condition, and... I don't know. It's just, uh, it's totally different here. And I like and then, it. You and know, then like you get here, here. Yeah. you got, you got three hours of traffic. We're going 30 miles, but you oh get to, God, you get yeah. to split lanes, you know? Yeah. And I used to be against it and I used to be like, Oh, those fucking lane splitters. Is there a helmet but, law out in Boston? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what about New regardless, York? Regardless, but, yeah. uh, New York, New York has a helmet law. New Hampshire doesn't. New Hampshire. I thought I'd, I used to think lane splitting was stupid, but it makes a lot of sense because you're not going to get, there's a lot of stop and go traffic in LA and you're not going to, you know, a lot of the guys don't have ABS brakes on their bikes. So when they're coming around a, a gentle fucking bend on the freeway and the traffic is essentially a wall, you know, they're going to hit their brakes and lock it up and fucking slam right into the back of a, a vehicle if they can't lane split. So lane splitting Although I got to say, the only thing with lane splitting I don't like is uh, other bikes. You know, they can comp- they can be more dangerous than cars sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, you see, you know, uh, you know, actually, that's the thing I'd love to touch upon. You lane yeah. splitting, you you come up most most lane splitters are in the carpool lane. You know, yeah. if you're in the carpool well, lane, you should be right. Yeah, I mean, that's where they're going to make the least moves. Then you got those jackasses that yeah. are two cars over, yeah. and they're splitting lanes, and then they're going to complain about a car pulling out on them because there's a motorcycle on them. Yeah. You got to stay that single file. You got to be in that carpool. Yeah, please. And, and sometimes, you know, they'll, they'll and you get the- impatient and, and fucking, you know, they don't just as you check for a car, you need to, when you enter the, the white line, it is a lane. You need to check for the bike traffic. I swear to God, I've gotten into so many slow, fucking close calls with stupid motherfuckers. Mostly these That's fucking our dog geezers. Family. Mostly these fucking geezers where, you know, they try to jump into the white line and I'm already there, you know? Fucking, totally. if you're it's like s- a race to, yeah. go, to go five feet. The traffic is just bullshit. Yeah. I don't know how many assholes... You know, trying to move a lane, they see the lane go and just stop. Actually, I'm one of those hassles. So, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you're seeing those cars moving. You're trying to, you know, pass them. But fuck, man, you're coming up on a motorcycle. I I, I tend to like to run a lower gear when I'm, mm-hmm. I'm splitting lanes. So I stay loud on the pipe a little bit so cars can hear me. And then uh, it just kind of keeps away. So, you know, if someone's listening to music or something, they hear my bike coming. It just saves you a little bit, uh, you know, with a car pulling out in front of you and smacking that car. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, riding on the um, free, the roads scare me so much. Mm-hmm. Like it's all fun and games when you're riding in like where in an area that there's not a lot of cars. But as soon as I think about traffic, I'm gonna. F- you just got a lot more crazy drivers out I here in SoCal. Know. You know, with uh, with all the traffic going on, everyone's obviously in a rush. Yeah. You know, they didn't they didn't leave it's the extra two as hours. Fuck, it's other cars. I know. I where, know. So your your commute to work's like an hour and a half. What do you? What do you usually you drive or do you ride? Um, I if I'm taking the dog I drive, but if uh, if it's just me I usually ride there. And uh, it's yeah, I mean so much. You nicer. can really cut the time in half. Hell I yeah! It's uh, sometimes I remember one time it said an hour and forty five minutes, and I got there in forty minutes. So and, amazing! And I remember one time I was in downtown to Malibu. I. Uh, it took me 20 minutes. Shut so, up. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. I timed it. Dude, I, I wouldn't even want to drive. Fucking suckers. <laughs> exactly. Uh, man, it makes you not want to drive yeah, at all. Exactly. Man. Granted, you're going 100 miles an hour. So, you know, there could be some complications if you run into a pebble. But uh, Let's talk about that close call you had. Oh, yeah. Long. Yeah, Jesus. Um, I had a, a little close call on the... You know, I've been in my share of accidents. I've never gotten hurt in any of them, luckily. But I had a close call on the freeway, and that was... uh, I was going maybe 90. I was on my uh, bagger that has... You know, it has front and rear engine guards, which is, I feel like, essential. It was the square-type ones, not the... uh, Not like the bunking kind of the crash bar. This is like an engine guard, so... I uh, I was on the freeway. It's probably yeah, probably going 85, 90, and traffic was moving. This was on the 101, and this lady just swerved over into me, hit me on the highway, sent me into a speed wobble. Luckily, I had uh, I have this really good suspension with this inverted front end, got the Olins in the rear. And I think the front end really did save my life just because I was able to recover the wobble at 90 miles an hour. And I don't think I would have been able to do that if it had been completely stock just because it's very resilient. It doesn't wobble that it doesn't wobble at all. Aside from I have uh, I had a bat wing fairing on it, which is getting that's getting taken off and they're putting on the FXRT fairing. But, uh, that picks up a little bit of wind. So you get that, that kind of wobble, but, uh, if you know, if it was a road glide inverted front end and the rear suspension, you're gonna be in a uh, you're gonna be on rails. So I'm very fortunate. Oh, it only de- she hit my engine guard and that was the only bit of damage. So and that's so badass, you know, fucking going with the best. Olin's inverted <laughs> forks, cartridges on the back. I mean, oh, you ain't man. fucking around. These motherfuckers it's taking though, off the bat wing, taking off the bat wing, putting on the FXRT. But yeah, and this was earlier this month right yeah earlier this month cj mentioned it was the same exact day that we were we watched our friend pass Mm -hmm. that's i thought that was very strange and shout out to you i just want to harp on this for a little (laughs) bit because i mean this was the worst thing anyone could have have to have to see and cj and i saw firsthand and we were just it's devastating and um warren lotus took his platform he has a lot of followers there and he mentioned it to his followers (laughs) And he he told he basically told them to go donate to their GoFundMe page, and it was really thanks to you guys that we were able to donate so much money. Oh, it's it was easy for me because uh, you know the way that I did it is I just raffled off you know because it's clothes. You have I was raffling off hoodies that are a hundred uh, twelve hundred bucks, 
and it doesn't take me much money to make them. It's the branding that gives it the value. So really, I'm not losing any money, but I'm able to generate the donations because it's a product that has value. But it's not like, you know, I'm not, when I put up a $1,200 sweatshirt, it's, you know, there's, I'm really only losing the cost. So it was a lot, I feel like a lot more people should do that because it's an easy way to get people participating and they get something and they get the satisfaction of doing something good. It's and truly just the principle of you going out of your way to do that. It oh, was just, well, it was nothing. I wish, uh, I, I hope, uh, you know, I did what I could. And no, it was badass. James would have really been awesome. so pumped. James, James loved you. Really, and you remind me so much of him, and he was yeah, such an incredible well, person. Yeah. We were talking about that. Him. Don recognized Don. Yeah, I know. Don. He would have been so <laughs> fucking pumped. We'll probably tune into this one. So. Oh, man. He just... Uh, His sense of humor and just... Yeah. I, it's it's weird. Yeah. It's weird. Well, I never... I didn't know him personally at all, but... I you know. know it's just... I, there are clearly so many people that cared about him. It's something that hits really close to home, and I just... I feel like more people should do that if they have any type of platform but i guess it was easier for me because i have a product to sell so and it's an expensive product that you know the clothes don't cost much to make no matter who you are louis vuitton gucci whatever the shit costs them if it, it does not cost them over a hundred dollars to make any well they're doing crazy <laughs> volume but any small brand any small brand you know what i mean that has these higher end price points it doesn't take them anything more than a hundred bucks at the most at the most and i'm talking if they're making fucking leather jackets what have you a hundred bucks man to make a t-shirt should be like two three dollars at the fucking most at the most so okay to, okay you're giving you know, away all our secrets here yeah to uh to uh, to do the raffle thing was super easy and I'm glad it, you know, kind of worked. So no, I really, it really touched us and, uh, it, it just helped awesome. out a lot, you know, and uh, just to uh, see, just to see the support. And, uh, obviously, you know, he had a connection with James and just connection just with the motorcycle community and respect that being mm-hmm. a rider. So it was he had just a cop uh, bike too, right? Oh yeah. yeah he had the full I cop. That's when I started following him. Cause it, I don't, th- I don't think I replied, but he said cop bike brothers. And I saw he had a, is it a FXRP? Yep, or, he, he yeah, did. Yeah, he, he had that. So I was like, oh, fuck. So I, I followed him and. He had the full highway patrol stickers on and everything. Yeah, that thing was gorgeous. He was a true boss. He really was. He fucking Don Julio. Yeah, uh, 100%. Yeah, so, yeah, shout out, rest in peace, uh, you know, and hopefully uh, hopefully he tunes into this. I'm sure he is right now. We'll rip some rubber on the other (laughs) side for sure. Yeah. But uh, he would have just been so stoked. And just the whole way we met a born free and everything was just so fucking cool. I just felt felt like he was there with us. We wish we could just tell him everything. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so being in this line of work and, you know, being in the fashion industry, you deal with a lot of celebrities and dealing with, uh, you know, a lot of big name models and stuff. How, how do you know, how is it dealing with those? Uh, you know, I don't, I, I honestly don't even, I don't even deal with them. You know what I mean? Um, and it's, it's fun. You know, how's it, how's it feel to, to be, you know, maybe if you're not dealing with them to be at that level, to see these people wearing your clothes that you've designed, that you've started from sleeping on the ground. I mean, that's always good because, you want to, you want to fucking thousand levels up. People (laughs) want their whole life and you fucking, well, you you made shit happen. I see how money hungry you are. Oh yeah. um, Very fucking money hungry. (laughs) Well, I just see your mind, you know, your mind, your mindset is, uh, you're you're out you know you're uh what's the word i'm looking for you're hungry 
Oh yeah, hustler. You're hustler. Hustling. Well, I mean, as far as the celebrity placement, you know, I don't, I don't usually, I don't deal with those people usually. It's actually, uh, I gotta thank my salespeople at any of the stores that I'm that I um, have accounts at. You know, my man Alonzo down at Maxfield is a fucking. This guy's a fucking shark. He is one of the best salespeople I have ever encountered in my life, and he has great clients. So, really, that's the best part for me because I don't mm-hmm. socialize. I don't do, you know, I don't really do anything. I don't uh, go to parties. I could count the amount of parties I've been to on probably two hands. And uh, so I, that's probably one of the parts of the business where I'm lacking because I don't socialize. <laughs> then, you know what? That's where we can help you out because this is what we do. This is what we fucking do. We'll bring so, the party here. So basically... Um, we need yeah. more. We need more parties. We need more drama. <laughs> so basically, he, uh, yeah, he has uh, all any salesperson at any store that sold my stuff. They they always put it on the backs of great people, and uh, super thankful for that because I wouldn't be able to do that. Like the socializing, the schmoozing, and all that. It's really hard for me, and uh, you know, it's great. Like in the times where I do have to deal with that kind of thing directly, you know, it's just it's got to be a fucking don. You know what I mean? I think. Uh, People have a good sense of when you're not being yourself and, you know, if someone has a certain yeah. degree of profile and you can just kind of, that person will probably be able to tell if you're not being yourself. So just be genuine no matter what, you know what I mean? Even mm-hmm. if that, even if that means that you're complaining about fucking paying for parking or fucking, you know, the food you ate, you know, at, uh, the food you had last night at the bar and grill, you know what I mean? Like just be yourself no matter who it is. I don't care who it is. Uh-huh. You know, they, uh, I think, uh, I think people recognize that and that's a good strategy. Totally. And, uh, just one of the things I love more about, you know, the most about Warren Lotus is someone like myself can go and, uh, be able to rep Lauren, you know, Warren Lotus, be a part of the brand. And then you got, you know, big dogs like that, you know, repping. <laughs> so it just, uh, there's levels, you know, you can, you can still be part of it. You mm-hmm. don't have to be, you don't have to have that big name or have mm-hmm. those big pockets. You can still be part of it. Mm-hmm. Well then what's a day in the life for you? A day in the life. So I would probably get up in the morning. Um, I would shower <laughs> and then, uh, I would Evan, my man over here, he's usually here at 7 a.m. on the dot, ready to go. Um, and Fuck yeah, Evan. Dude, <laughs> we, walk, we walk the dog. I, I love that consistency. Oh, yeah. you know? There's no better There's no better uh, employee than oh, showing Boston up. Boston consistency. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we walk the dog and then you know, head out and do what we got to do. If True I don't dog. meet up with him in the morning, then I usually am just drawing trying to come up with different uh, different designs and work on anything that requires just my sole attention and mm-hmm. you know, I can't be around other people to do it but the creative uh, yeah you know we head into downtown go to the office check up on the vendors in uh, Vernon and you know just oversee operations and whatever pops up you know it's very uh, you have to be spontaneous you know things especially in Los Angeles people come come from all over and they could want to meet with you and you got to get there in an hour and you never know what that could result in. So I'm always open to everything and trying to just make it happen every day. Amazing. Okay, so we have um, a day in the life of a but boss of a Don. Boss of a Don. Don are, boss? Are a boss and Don are the same. Are they not? I, I don't think so. Well, if you're a Don, I would say they're very similar. Oh. They were very similar, you know. Very but similar, but different not. Different in many ways. Like, 
If you uh, if you work at a convenience store, you are most likely a boss. And if you, uh, I don't know, let me try to think of a Don. You know, a Don would put an aftermarket exhaust on their, you know, their Toyota Camry. You know, that would be a Don. <laughs> okay, shit. So um, there's a, well, I mean, we can do Boss Don, like the combination. I could just round them. I could sound oh, them off. I want I, I how to be a boss how and to, how to be a Don. If you're listening to the podcast and you want to, you know, you're sitting in your Toyota Camry and you want to know how to be... A okay, Don? If you want to know how to be a, a Don? Don? You might already be a Don. It doesn't really. It's take a Don. That I want to know how the fuck I can be a Don. No, there, there, there's, there's, there's bosses out there, and there's Dons. You know, it's not how Let's to be a do Don. How, how to be a boss? Then. Yeah, yeah. How so to be here, a boss? All right, so we're gonna, we're gonna close it. We're gonna finish it off with something that you know you've all been waiting to hear. <laughs> you know, whether you know me or not, you know that, you know that this is good stuff. So, I'm gonna sound. I'm gonna try to get as many boss tips in as I can. All right, first off, if you're a fucking boss, you def you wholeheartedly believe that those fucking cock pills that you get at the convenience store <laughs> work. You actually believe that those work. All fucking true bosses believe that fucking extends or any type of penis enlargement pills that you can get in a 7-Eleven fully work. So shout out to the fucking bosses that, you know, that really have faith. Um, if you're a boss, like I said before, you're going to wear swim trunks as a substitute for shorts whether you're going to the beach or not you're gonna do it i would say boot cut jeans boot cut jeans are always boss merrells are boss you know not enough people are rocking merrells you know um shorts with boots you can never really go wrong with that typically you'd have to have uh you know some socks that go above the boots that would definitely be boss um it is boss to to get a dog with the intention of it int- attracting girls. That is always that is very fucking. That's why I got bad. my dog. Oh, yeah, I thought I, this is, I fucked up. I thought I got the Yorkie. You know, I thought I got the Yorkie. It was like, oh no, That's now boss, I got a girlfriend. Man. Now yeah. I got a girlfriend. Yeah. I I got the I got another dog. And now she wants to get rid of the dog because it's oh, attracting. Oh man, you know, man, you would think I'm gay or something. How many dudes it comes up to me too? I mean. I I got guys <laughs> i got any guy or girl from 80 80 years old to eight years old with my wow. dogs no problem it's our dog straight oh it is our dog 100 percent. our jesus, dog man. yeah jesus Christ. <laughs> you just dug yourself into the dog wow. fucking Ooh. house sleeping no. outside tonight with the coyotes <laughs> that is our dog with the and fucking coyotes <laughs> you can sleep out they're, there. they're both our dogs so let's see oh also all right, you're a def- you're definitely a boss if you install if you install any headlight that is the col- a color besides the classic halogen or traditional white LEDs. If you install blue, green, red fucking headlights on your Japanese sedan, you are a fucking boss. You deserve a medal. I love that kind of stuff. True boss. Um, you're a boss if you strictly eat at bar and grills. <laughs> not just a bar. That sounds Not so just good. a grill. You eat at bar and grills. The combination <laughs> has to be there or else, you know, it doesn't, uh, it really doesn't fit that boss mold. So, uh, let's see if I can think of some more. You know, there's so, there are so many. Um, oh, I'm trying to think. Jeez, really putting me on the spot here. Uh, hmm. not picking up after your dog, boss. Everybody knows that. That's pretty much. 
That's pretty much a given. I don't care. It's a dump and run. That dog could shit in the middle of the Smithsonian, and I'm not fucking picking it up because that's the boss's. That's yeah, the boss's he way. literally has a pile of shit like as tall yeah, as my kneecaps Stacey, right baby now. Baby Stacy has a shit pile in the front of the in the front yard. Uh oh. Because see shut up, robot. Siri. Um, <laughs> let's see. I'm tr- let me uh, let me try to think here. That that's the true boss, you know, the dump and run. Yeah, the dump and run. Uh, exactly. I always do the dump and run. I always and runs. And you know, boss. you got to do it. You got to do it when you got to look around. You got to look at the dog. You got to look around, and then you just got to keep walking. I'll look him in the. If anybody's around, I'll look him in the eye. I want, I want them to know what I did. I want them to know what I did. I want them to hit me with that twenty dollar fucking fine, bastards. Oh fucking. Uh, also, you're a boss if you have some. Uh, if you just have some unfounded hatred of the Toyota Prius, you see it on the Harley okay. forums. These and my mom drives a Prius. They're not bad, but the guys are like, oh, you know, the the shitty drive, the horrible drivers tend to drive a Toyota Prius. You know, and obviously they have this like prejudice against yeah. Priuses, but it's totally unfounded, and that's really boss to just not you know have any basis for it's just the Prius. They're just bad drivers, you know, as if it's like you know, as if it's the car's fault, you know. Um, let me see. Uh, I'm trying to think. You know, you're a boss. If you have a fucking Kawasaki Voyager or a Vulcan or a fucking mm. Suzuki Bandit, you're definitely a fucking boss. Any cruiser style motorcycle that's not a Harley that you try to make look like a Harley, like with some fucking, you know, really puny bat wing on the front, just that is fucking boss, my friend. <laughs> I really respect that. Especially when you wrap that bat wing with some fucking uh, hideous leather leather cover. That is also real boss. And uh, definitely another boss move would be having one of those fucking get back whips like you're, you know, like you're from a fucking biker exploitation movies from the 1950s. You know, when are you going to fucking use that? It looks like pigtails on those handlebars and it is really boss to do that. Um, big wheel baggers are boss. You know, we're getting into some motorcycle boss type thing. Big where, wheel baggers are always going to be boss and practical too. Wearing cargo shorts with with new oh, balance. Yeah. Oh, here, here, I got one for you. One of them, and we'll just break it down real quick. Um, if you're going to ride a motorcycle, <laughs> if you're going to ride a motorcycle, the only the most boss way to do it, I've seen CJ do it many times. This is the <laughs> boss's uniform when you're on a fucking bike. You need to be rocking mesh shorts. You know, as much ventilation and the least protection possible with fucking sandals or fucking something that could easily be eaten up by the asphalt. Crocs. Ma- yeah, Crocs. How about flip-flops. nothing? How about yeah, naked? Yeah, fucking na- your, naked. Bare, your bare feet. But you're going to, a boss only rides motorcycles in shorts, no matter what the temperature is, really. And uh, and tank tops, you know, get a sunburn. Uh, get putting on sunscreen is is stupid in my opinion. So just, uh, <laughs> I think getting a sunburn is pretty boss. You know what I mean? And you know what? I'd like to throw in the boss. You know, if you're wearing one of those modular helmets and you're at the red light and you oh, flip yeah. that thing up and you oh, light yeah. a cigarette, oh, oh yeah, you're a true fucking oh, yeah. boss. <laughs> and even if you're fucking, even, I saw a guy doing it the other day. This motherfucker was pinching it so tight uh, on the highway. Thing wasn't even lit up. I don't. It must have been. It was just an accessory at that point. But this guy was a fucking don. You could tell that he definitely. Uh, he had the fucking cut off kind of. Uh, one of those t-shirts that he's had for well over twenty to thirty years, still wearing it to this day. Fucking cigarette in mouth. Yeah, modular helmet. 
<laughs> you know, it really, yeah, you got to have the flip up. The flip up is. If you uh, got the flip up and uh, you got the flip up and you're feeling yourself, you got the big wheel, you bet, bet your ass you got a gold chain on oh, too. Yeah, you got the absolutely. big gold chain. <laughs> That's a true boss. Exactly. You got Definitely. Your, Oh, another another boss motorcycle accessory would be uh, if you have an air cleaner cover that could fucking that could fucking impale someone. Like you know those really pointy Kuriakin cur- fucking the ones that are like looks like they're like, straight uh, off a race car. Yeah, yeah, these things are like fucking. Uh, I bet you got you got flames on your bike with yeah. that one. Oh yeah, they're like a fucking party hat. They look like a party hat. They're really sharp. The cone type <laughs> air. air and- Really nice. You can get them for fucking 20 bucks on JNP Cycle. Super boss. Love that. You're a fucking Jeff Bezos. That's a Jeff Bezos type move to put one of those on your bike. I love that and respect it. And and you know what? Yeah, you were hitting on this on uh, your Instagram. And to be a boss, you know, you're on Craigslist and you're looking for that boss oh, yeah. deal, you know? Yes, sir. You tell me. You tell me right now, I'll Warren. let you know, man. If, you, if, you're, if you're looking for a deal on Craigslist <laughs> and the guy that you're getting that deal from is not going through a rocky divorce, just walk away. Fuck that deal right bad, now. Fuck that deal. Fuck that deal. It is a bad <laughs> deal. You only want... I've only gotten fucking deals on Craigslist when the guy's going through a rocky divorce. It has to be a rocky one. Yeah, it has to be rocky. His wife, his wife, Cheated on him with his employee. Yeah, exactly. And, and he's selling the boat. He's selling the bike. He's, he's trying to the- take everything. Exactly. So you know you're getting a good deal. And <laughs> you might be exploiting the guy's misery, but he could use the cash. And the bike's probably, you know, it, it's probably not a lemon. It probably works just fine. Which <laughs> he is doesn't want to so, get rid which of it. Cry- which is why he's crying when he hands you the title. So oh, I want to buy that bike <laughs> that the wife was getting fucked on his bike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that skid marks yeah, on the that, seat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that adds to the value, you know. So, oh shit. So that's uh, I tried to sound him off as best I could. How so. to be a boss with a Warren Lotus? How to be a boss, Warren? It was a pleasure was having a you pleasure. on the show. Hey Seriously, couldn't uh, couldn't have gone any better. Loved loved being on the I podcast with you. Oh man, you had me going all the way. I, I could keep going. No, oh, yeah, no I could, I mean, yeah, I could keep going. We'll we made good time too, too, for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, the guys will love this on the way to work. No, totally. Before you go, we want to make sure we take a moment to thank our sponsors as we couldn't do any of this without them. Yeah, just super, super thankful uh, for everyone that believes in us and that has our backs this year. Can't do it without it. It takes a full team. Starting with Fueling Company, that's my motor parts, and uh, they do a great job and makes my bike run real smooth. Bell Helmets makes, our, makes us look good and keeps our heads safe. Bun Kings are hard parts, bars and risers, and crash bars, and scrape plates, and uh, all the all the good stuff. Lindell Brakes has the bling bling for your brakes. Racing Bros Suspension will take care of your front and rear suspension. Two Brothers Pipes will take care of your exhaust. Plex Audio, they have all the music you need for your bagger and dyna, for the, all the speakers and everything, so go check out Plex Audio. Saddleman Seats is uh my seats and they that's the white seat everyone sees and they just do a badass job take care of us espinosa leather they uh Mm -hmm. they made this super super cool vest with the gator skin and mother mary inside and just a really good family so thanks espinosa memphis shades that's who's keeping us the bugs the bugs off us and the wind from being out of my lip gloss and uh Elite Moto Tech has the nice levers, the easy, easy pull clutch, and really, you know, looks good on your bike. Got the bling bling. Plaster Group, or uh, 
I don't even know. That's Matt Ryan, actually. Shout out to Matt Ryan and his dad for helping us out when we need when we need and uh, takes care of us. And Folsom and Rockland Harley for really believing in us and taking us to the next level. And uh, can't forget Amplified Farms. The whole team over there working hard and making sure that I'm taken care of. So thanks to all my 2019 sponsors and Amanda's 2019 sponsors. And can't thank you guys enough. And you guys are a really solid team. Pussy sweet, pussy tight, so we call the lifesaver If your ass a broke, nigga, hell nah, I can't get you If your 